A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm in LA this week, and I have noticed that while traveling and dealing with not just my job, but travel and some family stuff, Usually, I read in bed, and this week, I have blown through two seasons of Floor is Lava. Do I regret it? No. Is it different than my usual routine? Yes. Do I hope to outgrow this new routine? Yes. And that's what we're talking about with our guest today. You might have heard of him, Casper Turkile. He used to co-host the show with me. We're talking about whether or not it's okay to sometimes do things that we know aren't great for us, but they make us feel good. (laughs) And he is ringing the question of should he quit YouTube? And I'm really excited for this conversation with the wonderful Casper Terkyle. I'm Vanessa Zoltan. And I'm Casper Terkyle. And this is Should I Quit? I'm back! Vanessa, how's the new series going? Oh my God, Casper. First of all, it's embarrassing how infrequently I'm telling people to quit. (laughs) That was the whole point of the podcast. The whole point of the show Uh. was for me to be like, quit. And instead I'm like, yeah, that's really hard. Maybe not. (laughs) But when it's clear to me that they should quit, oh my God, it's so fun. I think I've got one of those for you today. Like the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I think you're going to tell me to quit. Well, what is this thing that you think I'm going to tell you to quit? I honestly, this is so perfect that we're recording today. I stayed up until 2.15 a.m. last night watching like celebrities from the late 90s tell embarrassing sex stories about their lives on a British chat show, which I grew up with. Then I started watching like a reunion episode of Stephen Fry and Hugh Laurie, like meeting each other again after 10 years away and they love each other and they were comedic partners at Cambridge. Anyway, it's just one long unending stream of YouTubing by myself. And then it's 2.15 a.m. and I have an 8 a.m. breakfast. And then I'm grouchy and annoyed at myself, at my husband, at the person I'm meeting for breakfast. And like my whole day got off to just like a shitty start. 
And for what? So I could laugh at like Barbara Windsor telling stories about her nipples being covered in ice cream. I mean, that actually does make my day better now that I think about it. But <laughs> <laughs> It made every listener's day better. So it's really just the gift that keeps giving. (laughs) But it's so dumb and I can't stop. And I feel like such a stupid, like, I feel like a bad adult. I'm like, this is teenage behavior and I'm 35 years old and I know better. So should I quit? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I have so many thoughts. I mean, so is last night emblematic? Because it's a really interesting Example, because it's you reconnecting with British culture when you live thousands of miles from home, right? Like you're not watching something that doesn't fill you up. Yeah, this is what's interesting to me and where I just don't know because it gets to like 11.30 p.m. and the YouTube is now open and there's a couple different directions that we can go in. We can drive down memory lane, which is very much the kind of like UK quiz show, UK chat show, especially of old so it's memories. It's either like fantasy life that I don't have, which is drag queens, where I'm like, maybe I have an inner drag queen who's yet to emerge. And like, is she a looks queen? Probably no, because I'm really not. Like, she's probably like a personality queen who's good at hosting or something. So that's kind of like a fantasy life. It's like looking at drag queens. And then there's also like, I don't know what the quite, what the sports bro thing is, but sometimes it's like football matches, like English, like soccer matches or tennis match recaps or like the college humor videos and the generation that came after that for that group of people who are still making comedy together, like quiz shows. And I just feel like they're my friends and I like hanging out with them and Those are the main like driveways that I get to choose from at that point. And the algorithm is so good that it just keeps giving me juicy, juicy things to click on next. And they're all fun. There's just so many avenues that I get to go down and enjoy myself with. But they are all, I think, feeding something in me. Like either it's just pure entertainment and I'm laughing and it's like unwinding and it's silly and it's easy and it doesn't have a huge impact. Or it's like I feel reconnected with home in a way that is really calming and like makes me feel like I fit into a world, even if it's 1998 in England, mm-hmm. or it's like interesting or like challenging in the right level. Like I'm, I'm recalling my own, you know, ability to remember capital cities and countries and languages and things. So it, yeah. it, it doesn't feel like a complete waste of time, but it's also not, it's just not good for me. Say more about that. Why is it not good for you? Is it just the sleep thing? Yeah, I think it's a sleep thing. And like, as soon as I put my head on the pillow, I'm asleep. So I don't suffer from insomnia, which is a great, great gift. So whether it's at like 1030 or 215, like last night, you know, my head's on the pillow, I'm out. But I still have to get up at seven. And I have, Vanessa, you know this. I mean, four entire bookshelves worth of books. And I buy embarrassingly many books. I am not reading them at all. I have subscriptions to wonderful journals that I'm interested in and I'm passionate about these subjects and I'm not reading. I I read like a few pages maybe a night if I'm lucky. And I'm like, Casper, what are your priorities? Do you want to learn more about like some stranger's sex life who was on, not not even a guest on the show. They were in the audience and they were doing questions to the audience. (laughs) In 1998. They weren't 
even a guest? You were watching? <laughs> I, oh, my God. I'm like, why do I care about Greg and how many people he slept with? Like, I really, you know, or do I want to learn about Mary Carr's Lit, which I've never read? Or, you know, a fabulous new book about cultural appropriation and spiritual practice. Like, I want to learn about these things. I want to read these things. But I, I keep choosing, like, the candy floss instead of the, like, delicious hummus. I want to push back on the idea that this is candy floss, or as Americans would say, cotton candy. I would more say that it is like the kale smoothie, right? Because you are feeding similar things that you would feed in reading. Mm. You're just doing it in a slightly easier way with some additives, right? There's a little bit of orange juice in your kale. You're not eating your kale straight. Because you are reconnecting to your British culture and like, I think what's under all of these things are really like beautiful instincts. If you were watching, I don't know, I think I would have very different feelings if you were like really enjoying watching people hurt themselves, right? Mm. And that could be my own bias. I like don't find jackass funny. But if you were like, I'm staying up till 2.30 in the morning watching jackass videos, even that, right? Like if you were using that to unwind and people are consensually agreeing that. I'm just wondering if what it sounds like to me is that you're exhausted. Yeah. You're exhausted emotionally from being far from your family. You're exhausted at the end of your day. So even on the nights that you have the interest to keep learning, it like the reading feels too hard. Yeah. So my question is, is there something in your daily life that you want to quit so you're less exhausted? Mm. Or is this just like an acknowledgement that you're exhausted and therefore this is okay? And maybe you should put a timer on your computer so you're not allowed to watch YouTube past 1230. Yeah, I think you're hitting on a couple really important things. Like, it's not that I hate YouTube. Like, I I love YouTube. There's great stuff there. It's the fact that I did it for two hours and 15 minutes. You know, like, I buy the kind of, yes, I'm connecting to home and yes, I'm learning things and keeping up with stuff. And it's not that I don't want it to be tomorrow. Like I've had times in my life when I I hated my job. I didn't want it to be tomorrow. And so it was like an avoidance strategy. And it's not that. Like today, this morning, I get to talk to you. This is a nice day. (laughs) So like, I don't want to be too dramatic about it, but like they have designed it to be addictive, right? Like famously, Netflix said our competition is sleep. It's not other TV shows. We want people to have their eyeballs on us instead of other things in their life that's important. And I I just feel like I am powerless in the face of the conglomerate algorithm. Sure. And so I really love that idea of like, can I just do this for half an hour? But I know myself. And I, I think the thing that makes me want to ask this question is like, I feel honestly a bit powerless. Like I don't, yeah. I don't know what to yeah. change. It is an unwinding thing and that's healthy and fine. But like- I know that reading a novel, which that's the only thing I am able to read at the moment. And you're right, like nonfiction, which I usually enjoy so much, feels like work. And so it's hard. But like, I'm I'm reading a pretty good novel. And like, I read a couple pages of that, I get sleepy, and I'm out. But it, it feels like there's, I don't know, is it escape? Do I want like a cookie at the end of the day? Is it like, oh, you did good. Like you get to watch... Trixie Mattel be really dumb for half an hour. Like, I don't don't know. I feel like I'm a little David and YouTube is Goliath and I'm not very good at aiming my slingshot. Okay, so at night, you're exhausted. You've had a long day. Mm. You feel powerless against YouTube. When you're rested, do you feel less powerless or does it always have that power over you? No, 
oh, I've journaled. I may have even dabbled in writing poetry. Yeah. I've, you know, consciously been like, oh, you know who I haven't reached out to and I should check in with is so-and-so because I know his grandmother died last month. You know, I feel like the YouTube is like <laughs> shivering in the cave with wet clothes after being chased by a boar. And like when I'm rested, I'm like planting, you know, an orchard of pomegranates. Like yeah. it's, I'm just so much more creative and like able to express care for myself and others. And this is kind of like, yeah, it's just like an instinctual response to be like, okay, we got back safely. Like, let's make it through. I, I'm over-dramatizing, but it, it, that is really you? a good question. No. <laughs> I just, it sounds like YouTube is a symptom, not a cause. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. And yeah. I don't want to take away from like YouTube is this like vortex that is intentionally designed to keep you in. And so there is that aspect of that. I just want to leave that on the shelf for a minute yeah. because you know that and you still log on, right? Yeah. And it sounds to me like nothing else feels like an option to you because you're yeah. exhausted. And I happen to know, as our listeners should know, that you just founded something called The Nearness. And so I'm wondering if YouTube is like a seasonal thing for you where you're really busy and so you watch yeah. YouTube. And the question to me, I guess, is like, are there things you can do to feel less exhausted? Yeah. Since YouTube, it's a symptom and a shitty cure. <laughs> yeah. I know for me, whew, right, like when I don't exercise, I feel worse. And then the thing right. I don't want to do is exercise. So I yep. rest more, right? Like we can get into these spirals and YouTube is a symptom of a spiral and it makes the spiral worse. So I'm wondering if the place to start isn't in quitting YouTube, but is in trying to find a way to be less exhausted. And then the YouTube quitting will feel easier or yeah. possible. But rather than being hard on yourself about the YouTube thing, be like, whoa, I'm watching a lot of YouTube. What's going on? That is so right. Because I woke up this morning, like, feeling really shitty about myself. Like, I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. And rather than doing that, I should be like, oh, Casper, honey, hey, you did that. That probably means you're tired. Yeah. And rather than being like, you made bad choices. Instead, what I should do, I love this, is like, no, it's an indicator. It's a symptom. And it just means, like, other stuff is not is not in proportion. And I think what's challenging for me in this conversation, Vanessa, is I don't have the story that I'm exhausted. I don't feel tired in my day. Like there are times when I've been working so hard and it's so stressful and sure. like every minute is filled. But like, you know, yesterday I went to pick up the CSA share and then I did groceries and I did laundry and, you know, I was working from home. So there was some space in my day to do those things. So it doesn't feel like I'm, I'm overstretched and I'm totally wrung right. dry. But I think what I'm, figuring out in this conversation is that like, there's a difference between like physical exhaustion and like mental exhaustion. Yeah. Cause boy, am I trying to solve problems all day? I really am. And I am so small in the face of the problems I'm trying to solve. Cause they're, they're really hard. And it's not like anyone else has figured them out. How do we build spiritual community in the 21st century? Yeah. You tell me. Right. So <laughs> yeah, that's really, Oh, can I swear on this show now? Yes. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Because it's it's challenging me because it's it's a totally different story about where I thought I was in my life. And I think you're totally right. I mean, it's just, it's so funny that you say that because one of the th premises of this show, not to be too meta, is like, why do we only get to quit things when we 
physically can't do them anymore. Yeah. Right? Like it's um that shopping show, Supermarket Sweet. <laughs> We're like, well, you can physically fit more in your cart. Yeah. And it's like, but yeah. some of that food is going to spoil at home. So just because you can physically fit more in your cart doesn't mean you should put more in your cart. Like there's only so much that you can actually eat. And what's interesting is that I used to be, I think, much better at this because I would do a tech Sabbath on Friday night. I would turn off my phone and my laptop and I would put them away. And I'd have really nearly a full 24 hours where I didn't look at email. I didn't work. And, you know, I would read and I would doze and I would draw and I would sing. And like, there was just a real spaciousness and kind of mental rejuvenation that came from that. And when COVID hit, that just changed. Yeah. I didn't want to rest by myself at the end of the week. I wanted to be with friends. And so it's much more social now. And I th- I think I have to come back to a solo time of rest because I actually, I'm, I've just not been doing that properly. Like Saturday morning now is like cuddles and nice breakfast time with Sean. And that like, that's beautiful. But I also need somewhere in the week where it's just like, nope, just me and a candle and my journal. Well, and that might also be the beginning of a new positive cycle, right? Yeah. Because I know that that used to be your reading day, right? It used to be your London Review of Books day. And then you're further in the novel because you're not just reading two pages and falling asleep when you're exhausted, but you've read 30 pages and so you have more momentum. So you want to read the novel, right? Like two pages of a time in a novel, you're never getting momentum. I will say with you in particular, right? I love that you're more flexible on your tech sabbaths because I get to see you more, right? (laughs) So like there are literal forces keeping you from this. And I'm obviously very supportive. And I think most likely the conclusion of this episode should be, it's not that you should quit YouTube. It's that you should set yourself up for success to not want to watch YouTube. Yeah. But there are forces where I'm like, but Casper, I'm in town. Are you sure you don't want to hang out on a Saturday? Well, this is this is the thing. I used to say no to things that I wanted to go to on Friday night. I know. And I and I don't anymore. You said no yeah. to a Seder that I hosted on a Friday I night did. with Ariana. Oh. And I remember it is one of the moments in my life where I most respected someone and was so mad. <laughs> I was like, all of your favorite people are going to be in this room. Stephanie Paulsell. Ariana Nettleman, like, I couldn't believe you were saying no. And also I was like, good for fucking him. <laughs> I would literally pay for that event to happen tonight. Like, I would love to be with you three tonight. <laughs> well, but I wonder if, like, the thing is that you are so good at following a commitment. And it sounds like that version of Tech Sabbath, yeah. you, you're longing for connection in a different way right now than you were 10 years ago. But let me, I want to interrupt you there. Forgive me because I actually, you're helping me see something. We're we're recording this in October, 2022 and March, 2020 COVID hits. I absolutely did not want to spend more time on my own, you know, for the rest of 2020. I I wanted connection. I wanted to be with people. And as that became more possible post-vaccine 2021, that was what my life started to look like, right? I filled my Friday night. I filled my Saturday morning but my life is full again. Yeah. And it's, we're recording on a Friday morning and I had planned to go see the movie Tar, like we had texted about, but I'm not sure I should. Like part of me is like, you know what, buddy, like time to power down and get in the right rhythm because otherwise this, 
Graham Norton show <laughs> YouTube spiral is going to continue. And my life is picking up again with travel and the evenings yeah. are all filling up with wonderful things. And we're just, I think I hadn't realized that the world has changed again or my world has changed again. And so the practice needs to change because I, I know I need it to be the kind of person I want to be. And to be clear, you always had this great, like, exceptions for once in a lifetime things, right? For sure. You, like, for you sure. didn't say no to weddings. No. So right. it's not like I'm so rigid about it that the, that there's no space to breathe in it. But I think I've become, I don't want to say lax about it. I just changed what it, it meant. It was about connection. And now that there is so much connection in my life, I feel like actually what I need is the rest bit. And rest for me is that mental rest. It's It's not like I need to necessarily you know, lie on a couch and burn incense, although that is a bonus. But it's, yeah, it's about having the kind of mental space to just delight in reading a long form essay and doze and daydream and look out of a window and be bored and not have to do anything. That's what I haven't had in a long time. And I miss it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, geez, you're good at this. Sorry that that angers you. Do you want to talk more <laughs> about that? I just thought I knew what the answer was before we started the conversation and I was wrong. Look, that was going to be the answer, but you guessed it and I'm a contrarian at birth. So I'm like, uh-uh. That's also true. That's also that is true. not the answer. Casper, <laughs> I just want to acknowledge, you know, you're looking back on, for example, the Seder and are like, I don't know why I didn't go to that. Is that actually an, a regret looking back or is that, you know, not to be a cliche of myself, a grief? That like you couldn't do both (laughs) and that sucks. Like there are two weddings on the same day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, It's the second because I love Jens Lekman, who's this wonderful Swedish singer songwriter. And he has this great line where he's playing at a wedding and he's singing about his experience of playing music at this wedding. And the bride asks him like, should I get married? And he says, either way you'll regret it. Like, yeah. Um, and, and I think we're both now old and wise enough to know that that's true. And so like, yeah, I regret not being there at that Seder, but like, I don't know what the rest of that week looked like anymore because it was seven years ago, but who knows what the rest of that week would have looked like if I hadn't rested, you know, Mm -hmm. that every day matters enough to me that sometimes you can't do the fun thing. Will my life be like horribly poorer for not seeing this wonderful movie? I don't think so. Yeah. Not only that, it's not just about that following week. It is about a practice of a healthy life, right? If it was just about that week that you don't remember, I'd be like, I don't know, lifelong memory, a week you don't remember. (laughs) But you being healthy at 60 and not having a body that's deteriorated by stress and you being able to stay in this really important work rather than being like, do you know what? This work was just unsustainable. I was staying up till two in the morning every night watching YouTube I couldn't do it anymore. And so now I have this other job, right? Like it's not just about the week. It's about you taking care of yourself as part of a a larger project of a good life. That makes me teary eyed. And it it helps me change the story I tell myself as well. Cause like, it's mostly been confusing. Cause I'm like, I'm not working till 2am, right? Like I'm actually pretty good at managing my workload and, and I hope, being a decent colleague. Like, why am I doing this other thing that I know is not productive? Like, it, it's been befuddling. And this just really helps. Like, yeah, it's this reset. It's a moment of 
growing my capacity to show up in the way that I want to, not just in, with other people, but like for myself to make decisions that I know will serve me in the, in the long term. <sighs> it's so funny, isn't it? Because we have these practices that mean a lot to us. And like, at first I was, when COVID hit, I was kind of disappointed and confused about why I wasn't keeping it in the way that I had. And then I really grew okay with it. I was like, the situation's changed, but it, yeah. it's taken me like six months and this conversation to realize that the situation has changed again. And like, that will keep happening in life, yeah. right? Like life changes and therefore the practices that sustain us have to change yeah. for a time. Yeah. And I think I had still fallen into this like, okay, well it changed during COVID. And so now it's this forever. And it's like, buddy, no. <laughs> but again, the other thing that I want you to think about quitting is this self-judgment. You figured it out pretty quickly, six months. And like, you weren't trained in what to do during a pandemic. Yeah, Like that, that's okay. <laughs> and like, you yeah. figured it out now and- you already have plans with me in a couple of weeks on a Saturday, so you can't go back on those. But, you know, once your commitments wind up. But even that is like, I can have my phone off that day. Yes. You know, right? Like there's still ways of practicing the tech Sabbath idea, even if it's a little different when there are, you know, dearest friends in town, for example. So, yeah, this is so helpful. And the other thing is that like the pandemic is it's not like there was a clear ending that we all agreed like, oh, it's over. Like the pandemic is still here. So it's it's natural that I guess I was confused about where my practice was at when we're all confused about where the pandemic is at. And so there's some self-soothing talk that will help me feel better. <laughs> so Casper, it sounds like should you quit YouTube? Kind of. Kind of. You shouldn't quit YouTube. You should let YouTube disappear as you are reinvesting in tech Sabbath, right? Yeah. It's not like stop falling in the water. It's like, don't walk so close to the edge. Right. <laughs> yes. I love that. That's how it feels. Yeah. And you know what? This is the thing that's really makes me emotional is like, don't blame myself for being bad when I do that behavior. Like, recognize that it's a symptom. That framing is so helpful to me that it's a symptom of other choices that I can choose differently. And it, that, that it's like a little, you know, like a yellow card in soccer. It's like, yo, like close to falling in the water. I, I feel this is just such a good time to have this conversation because I'm about to travel much more and just have more on my plate in terms of navigating those boundaries. And so, yeah, let me embrace that practice again. Isn't being an adult realizing that there isn't rope telling you Seriously. where the edge is as much? <laughs> like when you're a kid, you're like, there's the rope. I shouldn't walk too close to the edge. Thank yeah. you, rope, for telling me what too close is. And as an adult, you're like, where the fuck is the rope? Exactly. Like I'm in charge of the rope, but also I'm hanging by it. And also some ropes we need to like cut through. And so which <laughs> it's like being in a very stressed bomb right. disposal unit. And you're like, which rope do I need to cut? Because some of them are bad, but some of them are like life-giving and vital. <laughs> so. so good luck. Thanks for figuring it out for us as always and report back. Thanks for having me. And thanks for making the show. I know it's so helpful to so many of us who are sitting with this question. 
You've been listening to Should I Quit, our latest season of The Real Question. 99.999% of our show is funded through Patreon. So please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash realquestionpod. If you're a regular listener, we'd love your support. If you're a new listener, we'd love your support. We'd love your support. And if this episode reminded you how much you miss Casper, a reminder, we're still doing a little advice show called Dear Casper and Vanessa over on our Patreon. Another way you can support the show is by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Real Question Pod or at Twitter at The Real Q Pod. We love to shout out our BFF tier patrons, Molly Real, Laura Lorber, Kristen Hall, Mary Margaret, Becky Boo, Jenny Cruz, Amanda Schramm, Effie Hugh, Stephanie Fetterwish, Biddy, and Ari. We are Not Sorry Production. Our executive producer is Ariana Nettleman. And our music is by Nick Bull. We are distributed by Acast. And thanks as always to our wonderful Not Sorry team. Julia Argy, Nikki Zoltan, Lara Glass, AJ Yaramas, Hannah Rehack, Margaret H. Wilson, Courtney Brown, Casper Turkile, and Stephanie Paulsell. Thanks everyone and we'll talk to you next week. Casper, I sure am glad I can't quit you. Are we living out our Brokeback Mountain fantasy, Vanessa? Oh my god. I don't know, you, me, and the Wyoming landscape, I feel like we would maybe thrive. (laughs) True. I've always loved horse riding in, like, an abstract idea. (laughs) Not in the chafing. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.